This is to be continued from vulnerability and transparency. I hope you enjoy the rest of this episode. Thanks for listening to Journey Together with Ritz. About four or five months into the pandemic last year, I shared with my two besties that I was struggling. I was I was having a vulnerable moment. I was uh, in a moment where, if I'm honest, I mean, I knew what I was about to share with them made me super vulnerable. And part of me didn't even want to share with them because I knew that. But I felt that I needed to say something and invite someone, uh, specifically them, into my personal space of my heart. (laughs) Because in hindsight, at the moment, I honestly, I was desperate. I was desperately in need of prayer and encouragement. Um, And so I shared with them something that ministered to me and how I was in a really tough place personally. And that, you know, in that moment, something had really like blessed me because it had been quite, quite some time that something really like impacted my heart to the point of like tears. (laughs) And, um, yeah, I was in, I was in a tough place. And so when I messaged them, Almost immediately, my text messages were flooded with scriptures and podcasts to listen to and solutions to combat all of the different things that I was experiencing, etc. Like it was just back and forth, you know, all of these things. And they were wonderful things. And I, I'm going to be honest, but in that moment, I was immediately saddened by their response. I was like, just I think partly because I just in that moment just needed their support and love and that, you know, in that moment of me revealing my heart to them, um, you know, for them to respond with all of these things that felt like in the moment them trying to fix me, um, I was really, I was crushed. So I sent a message to them both, letting them know how hurt I was, even though I knew, and they know I love them, I knew they were not trying to hurt me. This is very important. I knew they were not trying to hurt me. I These are trustworthy women that I have in my life, that I love, that I honor, respect, that I adore. And I knew they were not trying to hurt me in that moment. So I have a track record with them, you know, of them being a safe place for me. So I got even, because I have that foundation with them, I actually became even more vulnerable. And I put myself at even greater risk in that moment to be rejected. However, I am so grateful for these two sisters that I love so immensely because their moment (laughs) turned into humble, grace-filled moment of, I'm so sorry I messed that up. Oh my gosh. And you're like, they're FaceTiming me and I'm like sobbing my eyes out. I literally had just, you know, sent them a video message being vulnerable and letting them know, like, you guys, I just need you to listen to me. I can't remember exactly what I shared, but they remember and I love them. And I they asked for forgiveness right away. And I mean, of course, I forgave them, but I was so grateful that they did that. And 
that is what sisterhood looks like. That is what vulnerability looks like. That is what doing life on life looks like. And I'm so grateful that I've had this and many, many moments, vulnerable moments in my life with women like this um, who have been there to uh, console me and encourage me and love me. And um, yeah, so that is a moment that I had in my life with them not too long ago. And I felt I felt like I needed to share that. So I want to talk about some ways and how we can identify whether we are really, you know, truly being just transparent in our lives or we're being vulnerable. So I want to share on some ways that we can, you know, highlight those things and make some assessments in our own lives and then do something different. Okay, so here's how you know if you're living transparently and not vulnerably. Uh, One, you tell people about things that already happened, like after the fact, and you just let them know the tail end of things. And maybe you say something like, I'm good now. You don't uh, actually bring those things up to them when you're actually in it. Um, The next time you're experiencing something like that, try inviting them into that moment to pray for you or maybe even to meet up. Uh, Number two, when you process your pain, you process it 90% of the time is just you and God. That's it. Nobody else. Obviously, we need to go to God 100% of the time and we're most likely not going to be willing to be vulnerable with anyone else uh, because he is the safest place. You know, God is always accepting of us. You know, there's very little risk in praying through our problems and letting people know after the fact. So Jesus is is incredible. He's in a wonderful, a wonderful place to, to bring our our junk and and we should bring our junk to him but if we are still stuck in some ungodly cycles you probably need to invite some godly people into your life to help you unpack that junk because the lord he loves to use people i mean just look all throughout the bible both Old Testament and New Testament, God loves to use his people to help us in our pain, in our process. Okay, number three, if you're someone that wears your heart on your sleeve, but you can identify two to three people that are intimately involved in your life, that know your struggles, then you're just being transparent. You're being very surface you're not being vulnerable. And let's be clear, just because you're willing to express your emotions, that doesn't mean you're being vulnerable. We got to think about the definitions. Vulnerability requires us to lower our guard. We bring our walls down. And there is a potential of being hurt, being misunderstood, things like that. But remember, Jesus is our anchor. And so therefore, when we bring these things to people, we obviously want to make room and allowance for grace because they're going to mess up. I mess up. (laughs) Okay, I'm going to switch gears here and I'm going to talk to you about really quickly ways to identify that you are being vulnerable in your relationships with people in your life. 
Number one, you have one to three people of the same sex, this is important, that you can go to with your mess or have experienced something personal in your life, whether it's good or bad. Um, I do want to highlight this should be someone of the same sex. If you find yourself intimately processing one-on-one with the opposite sex, it can lead to confusion. It can lead to overstepping boundaries. It can lead to misguided expectations. So the only exception, obviously, is your spouse and maybe someone you've been dating for an extended period of time. Uh, But even with that, I would encourage you to invite folks that you both trust to chime in through that process in a healthy, open, and honorable way. Number two, you have examples of both experiences with God and relationships you've invited into healing areas of your heart that you've experienced pain. So our pain comes from moments where we were vulnerable, whether it was because you were young, you were taken advantage of. I mean, like the list goes on. It, it is going to require vulnerability within safe relationships, you know, to reverse the effects of, of the pain. I read this quote and I thought it was really good. Relationships have hurt you, so relationships will be the thing that heals you. Again, Jesus is ultimately our healer, but I, I, I don't know why God does this, but he does. He loves to use people in our lives to help bring healing to our lives. Number three, in life, if you feel known, you feel seen, you feel understood, this is this is wonderful. This is healthy. Uh, this doesn't have to apply to every relationship. There's always going to be people that don't know how to connect to you in a way that validates your emotions, okay? You're not going to experience that with everyone in your life. However, if you're living life on life with people you can be vulnerable with, then you won't feel the need to be heard by every single person in the entire world. Number four, you don't have any area of life that is hidden. You ain't got secrets. Basically, you're not a lone ranger trying to figure it out all by yourself. I got to tread carefully with this one because transparency can be disguised as vulnerability think about the first point it doesn't have to be several people but at least someone who is safe helps you they don't shelter your issues and they don't enable your struggles with all that said remember we are all in process and i don't share these things to shame anyone. We should all want to grow in our lives. And by grow, I mean mature. And with that, we should invite women to come and pray for us in that process. This comes with not just discipleship, but just building very beautiful relationships. I think about the relationship between David and Jonathan in the Old Testament and how um, they were, they had such a beautiful relationship and they had a covenant relationship. And I'm going to be honest, this is, you know, being vulnerable is incredible when you have covenant relationships with, with people in your life, because covenant family, they care for you in a way that is really with an eternal perspective. I 
hope you enjoyed this episode. Maybe someone popped in your head while you were listening. If so, make sure to go and share this episode with them. And if you haven't already, please do subscribe and leave a review or send me some encouragement. If you're in the IG world, you can follow me there at Journey with Ritz and see tons of adorable pics of my family. Can't wait to connect with y'all. Talk soon. Talk soon.